आई वी एम वेलकम टू एब्सोल्युटली राइट अ शो दैट सेलिब्रेट्स एंड डीकोड्स माइंड्स ऑफ सम अमेजिंग अचीवर्स आई एम योर होस्ट अदिति फिराना आई एम अ ग्राफोलॉजिस्ट एंड अ हाई परफॉर्मेंस कोच आवर गेस्ट टुडे इज एन इंटरनेशनली रिनाउंड फिल्म मेकर लीना यादव With a solid grounding in editing and direction of fiction as well as non-fiction shows for television, Lena moved to directing and writing films in early 2000s. Her well-acclaimed films include Shabd, Teen Patti, starring two of the greatest living legends of our time, Amitabh Bachchan and Academy Award winner Sir Ben Kingsley, and Parched, a film that explores gender politics in a misogynistic society set in rural India. Lena won the prestigious Impact Award at the Stockholm International Film Festival besides the 30 awards at various other film festivals. In today's episode we will discuss what makes this exhausting labor intensive filmmaking process fulfilling for Lena. What are some peculiar challenges faced by women filmmakers in India? What did Lena learn from working with Sir Ben Kingsley? and how changing signature led to or coincided with her journey as a filmmaker talking to lena was electrifying she is intense sensitive and highly observant i feel privileged to have absolutely right as my platform and graphology as my tool to peep into the fascinating world of such amazing people she will join us on the other side of this short break stay tuned Hello everybody, welcome to another awesome week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week and tell for supporting us. First, right off the bat, want to congratulate Ashton Doctor on celebrating the 300th episode of The Habit Coach. It's a great show if you haven't been listening to it. Listen to it now, and if you listen to it, you can almost go for an entire year with an episode a day. It's really fun. Do definitely check that out. We had Siddharth Roy Kapoor on Gauri Devi Deyal's This Rounds on Me. Great conversation over there. Arjun Kolari, the head of sales for Spotify in India, was on Advertising is Dead. Do check that out. Really fun show. Sonali Gupta has been on the network a number of times was on Uncle Please Sit this week and she had a great conversation with Joel Interstar on Cyrus says we had Samit Basu the author fantasy author one of my favorites so definitely do check that out it was with some memorial week this week on the IVM network he was on Cyrus says Cockinbull on Thursday he was on Litnama and of course his own podcast postcards from nowhere do check that out and one last note before we go IVM likes is back and we've been doing a bunch of interesting conversations about different pop culture things that you might want to check out during the pandemic do give it a listen i'm sure you'll enjoy that and with that let me get you back to your show hi lena welcome to the show hi aditi i'm so excited to have you Now I know that we have been speaking about graphology for quite some time and you have been curious in this topic. So before we start it, you know the whole conversation and I speak about you, what questions do you have about this topic? I'm very fascinated with it and uh, because I think uh, there's so many things that we reject because they don't fit into our sense of logic, but um, whatever little conversations that i've had with you and i've heard from a friend who's been doing this post with you yes uh that it's it's very very accurate and uh, it can give you insights which are very very amazing but i've never looked at it from my perspective uh you know studying my own handwriting uh i got in touch with you regarding a documentary that i was doing and already things that you've told me are so fascinating <laughs> that i'm a bit nervous <laughs> I'm excited to know what my handwriting throws up. 
Okay, so let's jump in. Let's figure this out. Lena, I have a few questions before we begin talking about your writing. Now, what has been your journey as a writer, director, editor, and a filmmaker, but more importantly, as a woman in the industry? Um, okay, so I started off as an editor because uh, I felt like, you know, if I know one technical skill really well, it'll equip me better as a director. That's so uh, back in the day? Yes. <laughs> there weren't very many, but there was a very, very strong female editor called Renu Saluja, who was okay. like pathbreaking and um, wow. she did Bandit Queen and Parinda and oh, some okay. amazing films. So she was, she was like one, like a kind of role model. Uh, but I started off like from the basics. I uh, assisted Raju Hirani actually as an editor and uh, I didn't find it too easy to get into the because people weren't very used to seeing female editors. So right. uh, I think I edited for a really short time before I started directing because I really didn't get very exciting jobs as an editor. Um, you know, but the thing is, I was so headstrong in wanting to do what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. even if I did face any discrimination, I actually didn't make a story out of it in my head. I just moved on and slowly, slowly, I kind of sifted out people who had that problem with me being a woman wow. and um, yeah. And I found a really nice balanced world and I realized that, you know, uh, especially as a director, when you're on set, mm. it's probably only in the first five, 10 minutes that people look at you. Oh, it's a female director. Right. After that, if you know your job, everybody's there to do a job, finish it. It's a tiring job to do mm. the job and go home. Sure. And once you know your job, I think even if people do have any kind of, um, you know, uh, preconceived notions, yeah, yeah, they get it gets out of there because then you get busy doing the job. Yeah. So I mean, I've always approached it like that. I've never wanted to be in a box of being, you know, uh, that I have some special abilities as a woman. That's why I'm there. Right. Uh, I'm just like any individual who is trying to make a film, and it's tough enough for anyone to make a film. <laughs> We, we, so, we actually yeah. look at films and we look at the journeys, you know, only from the acting perspective. But I believe that the whole idea and the, the you know, curation process and the research process, everything builds the entire process, right? So which is your favorite part? Uh, okay, so I genuinely practice and believe completely. I mean, even when I was an editor, that um, it is the most collaborative art. Filmmaking, filmmaking, every any aspect of it that you do, you're part of a bigger machinery. Right. And you hold the pieces to your part, you know. Mm. So uh, you're the master of your part of it. Mm. But at the same time, there has to be an attitude of collaboration. And if you don't surrender to that, then, then you're blocking out. Because you have at any point in time 10 to 15 artists performing and you should you're fortunate that it's your vision that they're all trying to perform to or interpret True. you know so if you don't let them in and you try to be harvey on them you know mm. you kind of dominate dominate your ideas yeah uh then you're you're losing out on a lot of magic that can come from the other artists what they can so, do to take your vision to the next level beyond what yes. you had imagined absolutely 
and that is the magic that i live for and for me that's why the most interesting process uh see writing and editing are the two bookends of filmmaking right. and they are pretty lonely processes i mean even mm. if you're doing it collaboratively with other people yeah, they are more lonely and find in in a space yeah. and yeah true in a space and even in in your own head you're very confined and mm. when you're actually shooting the film that's when you know uh oh lots of things happen and for me that moment being on that set with so many people and everybody on that set whether it's a spot boy or it's a light boy or it's a, a cameraman or anybody everybody is contributing to every moment that you're creating in various various ways mm-hmm. you know whether it is enhancing your mood in some way or giving you chai <laughs> at the right time yeah. to um you know the communication that happens within that set and then when you hit that mark of magic <laughs> it is something that you live for and it doesn't happen all the time sure so you go through the lows only to be able to reach that one high again and it comes back so it's literally so like I mean, chasing me, your chasing your one point of excellence to another point of excellence so Absolutely. do you remember do you remember that first moment where you felt that oh my god i can't believe that i am getting to do this uh yeah taking the first shot of my first film shabd wow uh before that i done i directed a lot of uh, television mm-hmm. but just before taking that shot what hit me was you know television comes and goes it has a shelf life right i mean after 5 years nobody's going to ask me about you know why i did what i did at some point mm-hmm. but this film is something which could live on for like potentially hundreds of years and even 20 years down the line somebody can ask me why i did something or why i portrayed something in a particular way and that for me was such a huge responsibility yeah and at the same time such a huge privilege that i i mean i was so much in awe of it that i said you know i have to value every everything that i create i have to value it and i have to be responsible for it but with the amount of passion that you speak about your topic i feel that feeling is still there every time you have described even one oh, yeah. interview <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i mean for me every time i take a shot i'm back to doing it all over again and i'm back to feeling that will i be able to do justice to it and i have never felt like oh i know now i have never felt that because everything is new it's it's a new moment every time so you know there's a philosophy of of optimal performance where the author speaks about the concept called flow his name is mihai chiksen mihai and he says uh-huh. this you know you require enough amount of relaxation and enough amount of tension for you to take your performance to the next level So if you're not Absolutely. relaxed enough you won't be able to figure it out if you're not intense enough or challenged enough then you won't care about it so Absolutely. this whole what what I'm I'm looking at your process and the whole choreography of uncontrollable pieces kind of puts you through that that moment when you know that I can't control everything but I still feel I can experience it which yes. is so fascinating to you and understand Absolutely so Absolutely and I I often use this word especially with newer actors that i work with mm-hmm. i after every shot i tell them to reset and i by reset i actually mean go back to zero mm-hmm. do not try to recreate something mm-hmm. do not get attached you know or do not try to detach also from something actually go to zero and create again yeah 
That's you know, so eye opening. But what yeah. you're saying is so beautiful and so relevant for anybody who's dealing with any situation in life. You know, it's almost like even if you're doing a job for you to recreate that moment where you feel the curiosity is important, and we forget that, right? We start taking things for granted. Thank yeah, you. That's absolutely. so beautiful. <laughs> so, when you decided to, uh, you know, take this recent project that you're doing, I believe it's your first documentary project. Tell us more about that. So, I've never really uh, thought of doing documentaries, but. in a strange way this literally came to me uh, somebody asked me whether i wanted to make a documentary and it's based on a true case that happened and when that case did happen i'm sorry i cannot talk about it in true detail true. but it was a crime true crime case which had happened in delhi and when it happened i had so many questions in my mind which never got answered in the coming months as the right. case was investigated and uh when somebody asked me do you want to make a documentary i said you know i would want to make a documentary on that one thing because i want my own questions answered <laughs> and who's better to answer it than you know me myself who went investigated yeah <laughs> you so, know and it has led to some crazily interesting conversations um i've learned so much about so many things and even about doing narrative films i mean if after this documentary if i go back to do narrative it is mm-hmm. a lot has shifted within me it's going to change the way i write a script you know um the surrender of control while doing a documentary and letting the material speak to you i think is something i'm going to try and carry into narrative in an interesting mm-hmm. way you know I, i i feel fascinated my father was an art director so we were brought up studying films and discussing films over dinner table almost every other day and uh, what he told me was you know you must observe i wanted to become a director to begin with so he said oh if you want to do that make sure that you observe people i have just come way too far in observing people <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a totally different lens but same so, thing yeah but i feel fascinated even till date you know every time i watch a movie i i wonder how this director must have thought about this perspective or this writer would have created this character's idea you know like when i meet a person it's like a documentary approach for me i'm trying to understand who you have become i don't have any freedom to kind of design design or decide whereas you get to do that so yeah. what 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 does it take to create such characters and and such nuances in the characters do you bring them in your from your life where do you observe them from i i am a very keen observer of people and i uh, really thrive of interactions and uh, so this lockdown has been pretty tough for me to start with sure. but then i went into another zone and i i started liking the slight perspective and distance from people also like initially i just thought how am i even going yeah. to breathe and live and you know how is my mind going to work if i don't interact with people um so i think i look at everything from the mind perspective mm. you know whether it's for my characters or anybody i try to understand the psychology and i work backwards from there and then reach the emotion and sometimes i readjust the emotion to fit in with the psychology of it wow. so um for me the inside out is the most important thing and i often change the outside to actually justify the inside because the inside journeys if they are true mm. then you know the outside can sometimes go into bizarre and still be okay 
Sure. So uh, for me, that's the process, and that's how I I work very very closely with actors uh, if they allow me to. Uh, so that that process for me is really really interesting, and uh, a lot of times though I have to say that what comes across in interpretation, and that's the beauty of films, mm. that you know what you interpret will be different from what somebody else interprets will be very different from what I intended to even create. Sure. <laughs> sure. And just hearing that or getting to know of that is so magical as a filmmaker, mm. and so many things are actually mistakes and accidents. Obviously, <laughs> coming from a good intention, <laughs> but some of the greatest moments of cinema came out of an accident. Do, do you, know? you have any of that? Do you do you remember any of that thing? Uh, not in terms of accident, but uh, very tellingly, uh, two scenes in Parched, which got discussed, like personally with me, at least in twenty countries where I went for festivals. Okay, and. it just spoke so much about the wiring and the cultural uh either acceptance or rejection of something one was the sex scene between radhika apte and adil husain in the mm. cave and one was the scene between the two women mm. uh which got interpreted in such crazyly different ways from I extremes of imagine. yeah from extremes of is, is it a lesbian scene and you never came back to that emotion um and my intention was i actually because for me as a filmmaker for me touch is really really important and i think we're losing that in oh yeah the world. oh my god what's going to happen and i think that? that's a stronger vitamin than any pill can be oh. so uh, i actually for me that scene was that these two women are talking to each other through touch hmm. you know one is reaching out to the other and saying you know i know you're bruised and as she's doing that she realizes that she's not been touched and so it's a conversation through touch right. that was my intention but i do not want the audience to only grab my intention because their interpretation actually tells them something about themselves that's so true yeah. you know and it spoke so much about the discomfort with having a sexual conversation or confronting mm-hmm. things which are sexual uh to that scene in the cave where uh, you know which which had this whole dance of graph of honoring the woman hmm. you know it was not, for me it was never a sexual act it was it was a meeting of you know souls almost it was a very spiritual scene the way wow. but a lot of people were very uncomfortable with the scene because it had a morality attached to it hmm. so it was really interesting that how something you create can have so many meanings to so many people and it can open floodgates at at a different levels that you have not yeah. imagined that's so good yeah. so uh, you know you had the privilege to work with two living legends at the same time amitabh bachchan and sir ben kingsley so what was your experience what or how was it uh, so teen patti was my first film where i worked with an international um, you know crew not just sir ben kingsley but also my editor was okay. uh, from america but uh it opened up this whole thing in me because working with sir ben firstly i was really really nervous and i was like you know uh, how am i going to direct him because really? i've like you know looked up to him as a actor and as an artist like but i have to tell you it was uh, i met him in london just before we were shooting mm. it was just one conversation where 
he just asked me about his character and we had this conversation and he said oh we're on the same page hmm. so now i'll surrender to you as an actor and the way he surrendered i had never got that surrender from an actor ever uh and that was scary to start with hmm. because it suddenly put the responsibility and onus on me right. because he was not protecting himself he came there unprotected like you know tell me what you want me to do and i'll do it and suddenly the responsibility of even the performance that he would give would be on me hmm. um and that showed me that if you're in the right group and as artists you can actually surrender to each other like this where can creation go you know it can go completely to another level wow. uh, and then working with an editor who's not from this culture i suddenly started seeing so then that made me realize that everything is universal actually and the more rooted it it, it is the more universal it is That's because true. if it's true to an emotion it applies everywhere we are we are all as humanity we are one actually So, so if you can make a experience real for so you and actually real your language yeah others will find their own truth within that and so there is that, in it so you're saying that as as a director if it hits your core if you feel that oh this is working and it is making me feel that emotion you're saying across uh, cultures across languages people will also resonate with that absolutely i mean if it's it's not just as a director if in that moment we are all creating from a place of truth okay then it becomes a truth for everybody and look at parched parched was a film shot in a village where there's no tv where there's no information where there's no education hmm it touched and connected to people across the world like in sweden which is the most gender equal country in the world i had women crying and telling me you made my story wow that that's you know so beautiful and powerful to hear from somebody yeah. who does not have any anything in common with people in the movie so yeah so that brings me to our conversation on handwriting so what would you like me to talk about now you have to answer my question yes ma'am <laughs> <laughs> so what? i don't know where to start also i don't know what you see in and you know what kind of insights uh, you are able to see so why don't why don't you tell me like what's the first you know the first glimpse the first dominating or you know characteristic or whatever it is that you are able to tell that comes across when you see look at my handwriting the first thing that stands out and very few people are aware about it is your ability to help people without ever mentioning it to yourself or anyone else so there are so many people in your team or people from the past who you saw could get benefited or you know required help you just quietly walked in did what you needed to do and walked away and only those who know you closely would know that this is what you did this is how you jumped in and you did almost like this is my duty i got to do it and i, I walk away so i see that as a rare quality wow i mean and this actually i'm quite like shocked that uh, you picked out something like this because this is so specific i mean this is not something that i would even expect somebody to catch from say like a tarot reading or you know something magical that you have got from my handwriting and 
and aditi we don't know each other we've never actually i mean we have had conversations it's not even like we know each other we know each other true true so so, so that's, the, that's, that's the beauty right like all all our thoughts are being woven in our bodies and we actually express through our as you're talking about touch we actually express ourselves so much in in a non verbal space that we are not aware that's why sometimes you walk into a room and if two people have just fought in that room and you just walk in you feel the tension we don't require words to express that no obvious reasons to know that so your body is sensitive similarly these small acts of kindness that you have done you know you think that it is in the moment and i just did it because i had to but it wires your character and it it builds your persona it builds your personality and every choice that we make we make through this mold so handwriting is just capturing that mold and putting it out there so yeah what i mean what what amazes me is this is like i can imagine you telling me you're strict or you're this you know <laughs> quality but something like this i wouldn't imagine somebody could read from a handwriting so it's pretty amazing okay thank you so uh, we can talk about anything that that feels an active area for you to explore anything that that feels like you know you are walking into a new journey or i want to figure the space out or as you mentioned this lockdown gave me so much of space to think and rethink and when we are into that introspective mode we actually reach those moments where we are unsure am i like this or am i like that is this something i wish to do or do, should i do something else those all questions we can uh, talk about through handwriting and and coaching of course you know like this like a combination you know there is a part of me that feels the sky is the limit and i have in my work i do live my life like that if i feel i want to collaborate with someone i won't say oh i don't have the money but why would they want to work with me i actually go ahead and just jump in ask them yeah and i feel like it's their prerogative to say no or to say you can't afford me or whatever it is right because in my head you're creating something and nobody has a fixed price so you know the sky is the limit right uh but that very strength in me sometimes really scares me also okay you know uh in which ways i don't know i don't know and i've never been able to uh process it is it's it's a confusion between of the fear of failure and the fear of success and i don't know which one i have sometimes i mean if i have to really really think about it okay um, so, so i don't know if you can shine so, some light on okay, <laughs> on this thing that i have which is you know like go but don't go and am i worth it or not you know right. it's 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 a mix between all this okay so so let's let's establish this whole idea of fear of success comes from i want to become successful but it will come with some kind of cost and then am i willing to pay uh, that cost or to that person a uh, fear of success also means that once i set my bar this high next time i have to go beyond it and you know kind of cross it all the time which is not necessarily something that you wish to do because when you do it for the first time you are following your curiosity but when you have to recreate the magic as you just said it is difficult because then you have those references playing so the fear of success in your case is very very deeply rooted in your fear of failure okay so do you have fear of failure yes 
Do you have fear of success? Not always, but that is deeply rooted with fear of failure. So when you think about your failure in a larger level, at a larger level, in a in a huge manner, you know how you all of us imagine our failures and then we color them. And then being a director, I'm sure you must be creating proper lighting and everything. All detailing goes through that. Now, when you create that scene in your mind, it becomes so real that you drop your willingness to even take the first step. Like I wish to do this, but I'm not sure because if I do this, I don't know what if what would this happen that happened until the process takes over. So the difference in attitude that you find is when you're focused on Lena, and Lena is trying to figure this out and try to give the right answer. So if you're focused on yourself, the process is difficult, extremely, extremely difficult because you're aware of your. Uh, challenges you're aware of your limitations and you're only operating from that uh, box the very moment you realize that okay i want to do this and this project matters to me the story is so powerful that people require to hear it and if i don't give that voice to these characters you know nobody would be able to do justice to it when the project the idea becomes much larger then you forget about yourself and that is a point you do not fear, you do not care, you do not worry. You just jump in and you, you say things or you do things that otherwise you wouldn't do. Basically, you're saying that I'm scared to jump, but once I do it, sink or swim and then I just swim. No, so <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm no. saying that what what is the difference? You know, jumping or not jumping, what stops you or what actually throw, what allows you to throw yourself off the cliff is focusing on yourself or focusing on the project because when the very moment the focus changes so try this the next time you are kind of confused ask yourself what am i focusing on am i worried about how people will perceive me how good will i do or am i concerned about the story or the conversation the very moment that focus changes and I'll give you an example. If I'm focused on my conversation with you and I'm saying, okay, I hope I'm using the right word, the correct conversation, and I, I hope Lena likes it, then half of my mind is busy here. The very moment my attention goes on, what can I say that would just open the floodgate and we can, you know, like move the conversation to the next level for Lena, then I'm not bothered about how am I forming my sentences. Okay, got that. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I think, yeah. And it would be a good idea. The very moment as we have spoken about it, you will analyze yourself in the moment when you're doing it here onwards. And I can assure you that because now you have seen the, the demon, little, little fear box sitting there. Now you can't deny it. Now, having said that, next time this happens, you will have a choice. Choice to give in to your fear or choice to look at what is my focus or where is my focus? Can I focus on my project right now? Can I shift the focus? And it is possible. With practice, it will become even smoother. But initially, you will have to consciously change your focus from yourself to the project. And once you start doing that, it will change the way you feel these emotions. It's, it's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Also, yeah. as we're talking about failure, I feel most stories are built in our failures, no matter how well we do and how great we do. Uh, when we sit down and analyze our lives, we actually go back and think about moments where we could not perform and how we failed and how embarrassed we were. Now, many people, uh, you know, when I speak with the listeners and otherwise in the conversations with people, 
many people do not choose things only because of their idea of failure now I, every time uh, every guest that comes on the show i ask this question this is my favorite that which was your favorite failure and how did you deal with it well i've had so many i don't know which one to go to <laughs> <laughs> okay uh okay my first film shabd was very uh, it was a non very non bollywood story mm-hmm. but i had the fortune of making a slightly non massy kind of a story right. with really big stars because they signed on to it and that was that was a blessing at that point in time um but it was it was challenging a lot of norms in mm-hmm. what it was trying to be and do and say um that film failed and it, it had a lot of politics also around it and uh, it really really affected me really badly because uh, not only did the film fail but uh, i got reviews which were extremely extremely personal it was mm. more about you know that i need to shut up than about the film mm. um i thought at that point that i don't think i'll ever make another film and put myself out there because what i felt was you know here here was i unsuspectingly you know came into this industry and made this really different film and i thought yeah some people will you know say wow you know you tried something different right. there are people who will like it who will not like it and uh, so you are partially then, prepared for it but not for this kind of yeah but not for this kind of a personal kind of a thing and uh, at that moment i felt like i asked for it i'm standing naked on the signal obviously people are going to call me out uh you know i'm on the road i'm i'm out there but i think something it gave me a major insight into the functionings of this place mm. in a very very interesting way um and then i made a even tougher film thinkatti <laughs> and i realized that through these films i was actually denying myself my true voice and i was trying to fit into something despite not being a fit like by the basic ideas that i was trying to explore i was not a typical fit but i was still trying to fit those ideas into this world and right and i was denying myself my true voice and uh, i think post teen patties when i really said either i make something that really comes from within and is true to what i want to say or i should just go for another profession wow and that's when i made parched against all odds i mean that was the toughest film i ever made actually mm-hmm. in practical terms uh, but it completely changed my life my world my you know my world view my mm-hmm. uh, concept i mean that film was like therapy almost for me so so lena do you do you know or can you describe what was the transition like like you know when you realize that the voice of a woman that i need to represent and other people are uncomfortable and being okay about walking down the path of carrying that discomfort on your shoulder what was that journey or that moment like why would you why what make made you change because after tinpati actually said that you know you put in so much to make a film it has to give you back that much you know in just for yourself forget mm-hmm. about it's not the result it's not about how the film does mm-hmm. it's about 
why you made that film and did it achieve that or not you know your own satisfaction with your own creation mm. um so what had happened was when i started directing i was asked so many questions about being a woman director that i said oh my god they just want this thing to fit into a box woman director will make sad films about women situations mm. right and i said i'm never going to do that i'll never fit <laughs> so actually i was functioning out of a place of i won't be who you want me to be but i was not even being myself <laughs> yeah, so like a, you didn't want to conform but you landed up doing that unknowingly wow. yeah or knowingly i mean almost like i am but i'm not fully you so, know yeah. so it's uh and then i think when i reached that rock bottom in my own head of one second do i want to do this at all or not hmm. and that's when um my husband was a cinematographer he told me i'm not going to let you stop directing your you know you're an amazing director you make the film you want and i'm going to produce it the most difficult promise he ever made me but he actually wow, facilitated that's... that and came through completely completely on it wow. he actually let me make the film i wanted to make and imagine it was a voice from inside where i wanted to see women like you and me on screen which i had not seen or friendships that i have had through my life some of the most nurturing friendships that i've had who have shaped me to be who i am mm-hmm. have been with women i don't see those nurturing friendships on screen i always see women politically or socially or culturally pitted against each other you know True. they're always uh, negative uh, this influences on and each other and i remember jay viru and we don't have any other female reference like that like yes as if we don't have friendships that's such a yes. valid point so i took two of the most stereotyped relationships of a mother in law daughter in law right i mean amongst various other things that i explored in past there were so many things i was <laughs> i explored and i got to explore in past and a mistress and a wife yeah and those those relationships i literally like healed those relationships for myself mm. you know through the film and through the story mm. and to make it feel it doesn't need to be like this it can be like this also mm. people you know? need not look at Or it only just from one female bonding that that is such a huge support system i think till date if i talk about support system the first people who come to my mind are women true and and likewise oh. i can't agree more like you know i feel like the the kind of relationship and an understanding or just space to be that a female friend provides to another female is is empowering and is beautiful i i totally agree yeah you know do you have any any quote any statement that you rem- remember or remind yourself when you are going through all these really really adventurous journeys and not externally as much as internally like i feel every time you're talking to a character or you're you're shaping something new it shapes you and you're willing to do that you're willing to let that process work on you in whichever way it wants to and i feel that's so courageous and so difficult for people to do i don't know i think <laughs> i have various different things <laughs> depending on the situation to hold on is to is there anything new current one happening this too shall pass <laughs> <laughs> so it yeah, gets that much it's like even this you know or when it gets so rock bottom there's only way up now i mean they can't go <laughs> go 
beyond this so it's just going to go up now yeah we still have two months in 2020 let's not talk about that like we don't know yeah. where it is going yeah no, and and really when i feel absolutely shit mm-hmm. i actually say tomorrow will be another day and i don't put judgment on it that it'll be better or worse but it'll be another day and yeah. even if i have challenges there'll be newer challenges mm-hmm. and i just don't want to be in the same like and i don't think i've been like i know i've been rock bottom on various things but it's not the same thing over and over like i i get rid of things i find new <laughs> holes to get into like you know i'm, I'm so happy to get into <laughs> i'm so happy that you are like yeah. okay i need yeah. challenges i require to grow and i'm going to use every bit of this problem to to help me do that that's amazing yeah you know yeah. lena every time i have spoken to you even in the past and in these conversations i feel as if it's it's a live wire that i am i am in presence of because everything that is happening around you you're so absorbent and you are like constantly looking at what all can i learn from this and i think that's commendable one of the things that your handwriting also uh, supports that you know the learnability is so high that no matter what situation you get into or fall into you figure out the the cues and clues to walk out of it through the process it's not avoiding the process but through the process and i i wish you all the best and keep that spirit i think we require people like the, like you who can carry their challenges on their shoulder whether you're making through that or not you're just enjoying the process that oh my god i have a challenge that i can learn from that's that's your your way to go about it okay why do you require a signature along with a handwriting and i'll ask you why i'm also asking that specific to my signature but but if you can just tell me how is a signature so signature what does a signature tell you different signature is a public image so every time you are speaking in public when you walk out of your bedroom and even you have to like you know be formal you know all of us have two personalities some people have more than two but mostly people have minimum two personalities one where you are comfortable you are accepted uh, and another one where you have to live up to that image now you you create that that uh, formal image you know you look at people and say oh he speaks well or people think this is a good way of speaking because of the way he pauses or the way he walks and we consciously subconsciously through advertisement through films through books we keep creating that idea and we keep projecting that idea in public and this is a very very subconscious as well as conscious process so signature represents that public mask if i may say not a great word to use in these times but a mask which we want other people to look at and and treat ourselves in a certain manner you know how some people believe that their clothes the the watch some people believe that their clothes their watch their uh, you know positions will define them in a certain manner because they are creating a public image through these things similarly we do that through our expressions through our words through a choice of uh, body language so all of that we are doing and signature captures that p- public persona and the handwriting is the inner is who you are so if you have you know uh, the degree of difference between the handwriting and the signature talks about how far are you going to project yourself in public that's fascinating you know so you i know. i changed my signature around 10 years back and i i've sent you both my signatures yes uh my husband always wants me to use my <laughs> signature because he thinks it okay looks he, thinks, <laughs> he thinks he thinks you're cooler in that previous avatar 
I don't know about avatar, but I think just the signature. Just judging it by what it looks like on paper. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So, what do you think? Which 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 is a stronger signature for me? You think? So, I definitely believe that your previous signature uh, forced you. And what I mean by signature forced you, signature didn't. So that time, uh, you know, when you wanted to change your signature, you could have chosen anything else, but. you know when we move from our original identity we move into something now that second signature shows what you moved into what how you were representing yourself in your mind and as i can definitely tell both these signatures are very different which means that the transition between how you represented yourself before 2004 and after that 4 or 14 around 14 i think 14 okay, okay so, now i now that we are talking about it it, it is similar to my journey of wow. finding my true voice in my films i think it's around the same time oh. give or, give or take a year oh my god so so basically so and I, your new signature is also very close to who you are yes what your writing is now what happens is it comes with its own cost if your signatures are in a way misleading they allow people to look at you as a different person you know giving you short term benefits but in a long run you keep going away from yourself and then turn into this person you can't recognize whereas if you own up to who you are as a person and your signature is closer to your actual identity with some variation but closer to your identity then people judge you and they do not like you and they criticize you in the moment but after some time they start accepting you for who you are so in a long run that signature works better compared to the one which is like you know getting you short term fame and short term acknowledgement and that's what happened i feel the shift between your new persona is where you do not care much about how people look at you what they think about you and i think that has worked <laughs> better for you because you know all that you tried to to stop yourself and cover yourself under these garbs or these masks was only creating frustration within so i feel things like temper uh i would not say has gone but reduced for sure the momentary feeling of wanting to run away from a situation has not gone but reduced a lot after you have changed your signature to the new one so i feel that is very very interesting as a journey to that that is absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> yeah because Thank as you. i'm talking to you i'm like and as you're describing it i think it it actually aligns with my journey wow. which which i have experienced which you're just you know kind of finding through and, and also just to, just to uh, state that the signature is chosen by you the new signature uh, because somebody said your signature is not good so you just decided to change it into something that you thought was good so it wasn't designed it wasn't something that anybody consulted you on and which i feel is even you know as a thought is so powerful to understand that when you transform within you start realizing that i require a new choice new space to express my voice and this new signature just became one of the expressions of that which also happened in every walk of your life that is so beautiful and powerful you know i feel uh, every time i look at a handwriting sample i blush but when i come across stories like these where handwriting represented your journey and you couldn't notice it and everybody else could find it i feel this is so fascinating this is like this keeps you going you're like oh my god how can this this happen and that curious mind is still active and how yeah 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it just this just this conversation has made me, you know, place certain blogs interestingly yes. of my life. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for for such a such a wonderful and inspiring conversation. You know, last point I want to make when we spoke about failure, I wanted to say this that at some level your failures came and you dealt with it in spite of being somebody who fears failure. So it's not like you you felt confident, you didn't feel that fear. You knew you're feeling all those emotions of fear and anxiety, everything. And you still chose what you knew you needed to choose. I think that is so beautiful and powerful to keep in mind every time. You know, all of us have those journeys. So thank you so much for sharing this with me and our listeners. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully lots of other conversations with you. We all feel weighed down by a critical voice inside our heads. Do you feel sometimes in spite of all your talent and wonderful achievements, you keep questioning your worthiness? I have seen many capable people suffering from this doubt, this internal questioning called imposter syndrome. On our Friday episode, let's explore this self-sabotaging behavior and ways to deal with it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. Please review, comment and share this episode with somebody who can get benefited by our conversation. Share your comments, feedback and questions with me on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. And if you want to know how I use graphology and other some super effective coaching tools to deal with more than 27 mental blocks, then visit aditisurana.com. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing. Namaskar. This is Ashish Vidyarthi. Yes, my friend, these are challenging times. But in these challenging times, we can create something extraordinary. Do take time to listen to my podcast, Begin the Journey. Available on the IVM Podcast, website, app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, we have a great opportunity called life. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how successful people do their thing? How do they navigate the challenges they often face? Are you wondering about the future of restaurants, film, education, technology and everything else in between? Hi, I'm Gauri Devidyal, best known for being one of the brains behind the table, an award-winning restaurant in Bombay. One thing my life as a restauranter has given me is the opportunity to meet with some truly inspiring people, most often just by chatting with strangers at the community table. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about learning the new dimensions of business and understanding how different people swim this sea. It's an opportunity for me to pick their brains and ask them all the questions on my mind, whether it's about learning from their past experiences or talking about future trends. Through their journeys, stories and insights, I hope you too, like me, will come away inspired and energized. So come, join me every Wednesday with your favorite drink because this round is on me.